Miss Bridget Kelly, 10 Henry Street, Dublin, Ireland, October 20th, 1815. Dear Miss Kelly, I write this letter with a heavy heart. Before your brother's untimely passing, I had the pleasure of speaking with him at great length about you. Mr. Kelly always spoke fondly of you. He was quite devoted to you and your happiness. My family will never be able to repay your brother for his selfless act of heroism, but I know he would rest easier if he knew you were under my care. Please accept the enclosed funds for your fare from Dublin to London. Please book your passage as soon as it is convenient for you. I very much look forward to making your acquaintance. Sincerely, Cordelia, Countess of Clayworth, Clayworth House, London. Chapter 1 Clayworth House, Mayfair, December 1815 Deliveries around the back. The stoic butler looked down his slightly hooked nose at Miss Bridget Kelly. Did it look like she was delivering something? Bridget gulped and gripped her portmanteau tighter in her hands. I've come at Lady Clayworth's invitation. I think she means to offer me employment, which Bridget could desperately use. After Sean's death, money had been scarce, and Bridget had become more than a burden to her already struggling uncle and cousins. The butler's brow rose in surprise. Her ladyship means to offer you employment? He didn't need to sound so sceptical about it. Bridget could mend and sew and cook better than any of her cousins. If you'd just let me see Lady Clayworth. Bridget reached into her pocket to retrieve the Countess's letter. Lord and Lady Clayworth are in the country, miss. The country? Ay, Lilou. He started to shut the door and would have done so if Bridget hadn't dropped her portmanteau over the threshold, blocking the door from closing. Perhaps they'll have work for you when they return to town in the spring. In the spring? Bridget couldn't possibly wait that long. She shook her head. But her ladyship sent for me. The butler frowned as he kicked at her portmanteau. Then perhaps she wanted to offer you work in Derbyshire, though that seems just as unlikely. But the letter had said London. Of course, Bridget had been detained in leaving Dublin, Cousin Kevin had taken ill, and she hadn't felt right about leaving Uncle Cormac with the child until he was back on his little feet. But now here she was in London, all alone, without a friend in the world. Finally, Bridget nodded. Derbyshire, then. Very well. Very well, he echoed, as though she'd lost her mind. Miss, I'm certain you can find work in London, even if you are Irish. There's no need to go to Derbyshire. But... Lady Clayworth sent for me, she stressed, ignoring the slight to her nationality. After all, no one she'd met in London had been terribly friendly once she opened her mouth, and they realised she wasn't one of them. There was no point in getting angry about it now. She needed every bit of help she could get from the butler, though he didn't seem terribly eager to give it. How should I get to Derbyshire, sir? He looked her up and down, most likely taking in her threadbare dress and ragged shawl, then said rather arrogantly, I'd suggest the mail coach if you insist on going. She might be able to afford the mail coach. She did still have a few coins left to her name. If she didn't spend any of it on food, she could manage a few days. Besides, what other choice did she have? She couldn't stay in London. She didn't have a roof to put over her head here. 
and she didn't have enough to go back to Dublin. Derbyshire it would have to be. Which stop? she asked as she retrieved her portmanteau. To where her ladyship is in Derbyshire. Which stop? The family seat to the Earl of Clayworth is Bayhurst Court. The town of Bakewell is not far, though I've never been there myself. Good luck to you, miss. And then the man promptly shut the door in Bridget's face. She turned on her heel, pulling her wrap tighter about her arms, and clutched her mother's old portmanteau to her chest as she descended the steps of Clayworth House. A coachman driving down Hartford Street glanced at her as he drove past, frowning as though she was the lowest form of gutter trash, littering the pristine walk with her mere presence. Bridget hastened her pace toward Park Lane, anxious to find her way back to a less ostentatious area of London, some place coachmen and butlers wouldn't look down on her, some place someone might take pity on her and actually be of help. She gestured for a hack, and three passed her by before one finally stopped.' 